What's up, guys? Uh, it is episode five, season three of Football's Finest with Easton and Seth. We've got a great show for you guys today. I know you guys are going to love it. We really don't get into a whole lot of fantasy, but we just talk a lot of football, a lot of life, and a lot of fun. We, uh, we hope you enjoy the pod. As always, it's brought to you by WTH Cattle Company, and uh, we hope that your ears have been pleasured by this. We hope you enjoy it. As always, this podcast is brought to you by WTH Cattle Company. WTH is a locally sourced and owned cattle ranch that is committed to providing you with the best cuts of black Angus beef. Whether you're looking for some nice T-bones for a lovely day night with the missus or some burgers for the tailgate, WTH has you covered. Uh, this latest round of processed beef, it'll be ready in late spring of 2022. So if you're looking to stock up with farm fresh beef, then look no further than WTH Cattle Company. For details, contact Clay and tell them that we sent you. All right, welcome into week, what is this, five? I think this is our, our fifth episode. Well, didn't we skip a week in there? Yeah, we. I guess not week five. It's episode five. Week six, episode five, season three. So, season episode five, season three of Football's Finest. How you doing today, big dog? I'm doing good. Had a midterm day. Ooh, that was fun. Glad I'm not a part of those anymore. You're. We're about to both be retired. That'll be nice. Uh, He is already tired. Sir, your wife, she's so beautiful. My country, they'd go crazy for her. Yours, not so much. Not so much. And uh, and what do you do? I, I'm I'm retired. Oh, he is a retard. It's so nice of you to let retard dine with you. <laughs> oh gosh, such a good movie. Oh, but I just want to start off the pod by. Uh, Excuse me. Need a nap. I just want to start off the pod by first of all, I'm going to come after you, Garrick, because this is something your team couldn't escape. Finally, you thought you were going to get lucky. You thought that you were going to get me on a week without my two starting running backs that were declared inactive an hour before game time. But no, you did not. I might have been projected 109. I might have even pulled out Kareem Hunt like a dumbass, something you would do, and put in uh, a guy I literally just picked up off the waivers in Rondale Moore. Maybe I just decided to do it because I was like, well, that's Garrick, and I'm going to beat him anyways, and I just want to fool around a little bit. But no, I made it out of my own volition, and I still beat you. With two starting running backs down, without my uh, what should have been my backup running back in, and here I am, the victorious one. And Garrick, you are zero and three. Just want to say it now. So, yeah, you suck, Garrick, and I, I can't wait for you to respond to this. But woo pig for beating the beating the Aggies last week. That's that's my rant. Yeah, Garrick's team blows. It really does. We could we could have our first perfect 
loss season <laughs> with Derek. What would you call? Is that a perfect season? Or is that a, a imperfect season? I'm calling it a Hugh Jackson special. <laughs> the Hugh Jackson special. I like it. Honestly, it, in like well, Caleb already said if he if he lost every game, he would jump in like Thunderbird. But he's already got two wins, so that ended. We should have started something for Garrick. Like he had to like if he lost all of his games, he'd have to like inappropriately touch his cousin. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I mean, the goal is to get somebody arrested by the end of this. <laughs> that that's going to be every loser's punishment. Do something absolutely atrocious that they would hate that would get them arrested. Garrick, well, mm-hmm. Garrick wouldn't. Garrick wouldn't hate it. He would just get arrested. He wants to be arrested. I've seen Garrick do two or three things that could have actually ended in his arrest. <laughs> I think we've all done some of those things. Yeah, but his was Garrick has the most bold crime in public that I've seen. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. What was it? Uh, relieving himself off the uh, the top of a of a ride. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> couldn't remember if that was him or his uh, the, his former roommate that did that. Oh, Preston would. It, could you imagine Preston getting arrested? <laughs> oh! Oh, oh, those cuffs are tight. Stop, stop. Oh, man. Looking at the standings, I'm not going to rip on Preston too much for being undefeated, but having the second fewest points for. Because he texted Caleb and I the other day and said, guys, my team's an imposter. So he's... So he- I think he understands that he's very, very lucky to be three and zero right now. So I'm so, not going to rip on his team too hard. He's he's like an Oklahoma Sooners four and zero right now, or an Oklahoma Sooners three and zero. They're three and zero right now. We're technically four and zero. Well, yeah, we are four and zero, but I'm saying he's three and zero. Oh, it's, oh, god! It's, it's, he's undefeated the Oklahoma Sooners way. Probably shouldn't be. Ugh. Yeah, that's a crap show of a team right now. They're a terrible team. Rattler is not even like I know we're comparing him to other quarterbacks, but on any team, he's he's an average quarterback. The way he's playing right now, yeah. Now I will, after going back and thinking about it a little more, I've seen some stuff on Twitter after it, and I don't think he's the main problem anymore. That O line is just so bad. It, yeah, and they were supposed to be good. Yeah, they're like how many like if Lincoln Riley. If he ever listened to this podcast, maybe he'll one day accidentally stumble upon it on Spotify and be like, huh, go listen to this. And he hears this. What the fuck are you doing, dude? <laughs> You're you stop blowing hot air up our ass. You've got all these all these high level recruits and you say, Oh, we're this is a different year. We're gonna we're gonna finally do something with this team. You've got Alex Grinch bailing you out left and right, dude. You haven't put up a, a team worth of crap since the since halfway through Jalen's year, how good's that D line though? Oh, they're phenomenal, dude. Like yeah, Nick Benito, who I I think we can both agree is probably pretty clearly the best player on the team. Doesn't have, yeah, doesn't have a good game. He gets Winfrey, Winfrey's a stud too. Yeah, he gets shut out. And granted, West Virginia was playing throwing a lot of quick game stuff all day, but they like he didn't get a pressure, and so he was basically kind of negated from the game. And then you got Perry on Winfrey, who's just tearing up the middle of a. The interior of that line was pretty decent. 
the tackles are trash, and that's why they're playing the the quick game all day. But you get Perry on Winfrey just slicing people up the middle and being a terror. Absolutely insane. I have to worry about anything. Just be able to block like we're playing Bama. Anybody's beatable this year. Bama looks beatable. They, they do. They they struggled. Who was it they struggled to put away last week or two weeks ago, I guess? It was uh, Florida. Uh, was it, what, yeah, Florida. That, that yeah. was a close game. Um, and then they, they – uh, went three and out against a high school team in their last game. Oh, that's true. Uh, Whoever that was. Yeah. I uh, saw Saban Mercer? was on the side. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, they, they went three and out and punted, and Saban was just ripping them on the uh, sideline. Yeah, I, I love the Saban meltdowns. But then, like, you got Georgia. They've got a great defense. Like, there's no denying that. But I feel like their offense is the same old, same old. they they put up three points against uh, offensively. That now they scored ten points in the game, but they put up three points against the trash Clemson team that that's come to see, who just got put up twenty seven on by uh, by NC State. Granted, that also took them two overtimes to do, but still, NC State had better success against Clemson's D than you did. It's crazy. We're not going to see Clemson in the college football playoff. It's Thank wild. God, dude. I've... They can't if they try to put him in. I know the. I know their their first loss was a good loss or whatever. But yeah, two losses with NC State being one of them. There's no yeah, path. You, there's no path. Plus, there's nobody good in the ACC now. You would have thought had like they had North Carolina as their saving grace, maybe. But North Carolina's got two losses. I guess NC State are they undefeated? They might be, but yeah, but nobody's... they're not running. NC State's not running the table. No, not at all. But then, like Miami, they're trash. So you're not gonna get any wins of that. It, Clemson's unranked now, aren't they? Or like they're ranked 25th or something like that. Because I saw something today that NC State's the highest ranked ACC team, and they're ranked 23rd. Watch Clemson go and lose next week, and then they'll still have them at 25. They're not taking them out <laughs> of the top four. They will not. Uh, Dabo's their darling. Let's see here. Speaking of smoking mirror, we do have some OSU fans on here, and what in the heck? Yeah, where did that offensive performance come from? Granted, it was uh, it was K State, but I say that we're probably going to get beat by K State this weekend. Oh, I wouldn't feel too. Co- yeah, I was the first three games for OSU though. It was like fingernails on a chalkboard. It was pretty <laughs> oh, ugly. dude, yeah. Let's they get see. the Big Twelve conference play though, and get them a good win. So yeah. Oh, uh, yep. Clemson is in fact twenty five. Look at that, though. NC State, Wake Forest, Clemson, they, the ACC's rounding out the top 25. Yeah, they're benefiting by, like, people assuming Clemson's good and they beat them. So, that would – I mean, I don't know how long. Do you think NC State's going to be a mainstay in the top 25? Surely they'll snap Surely off a couple not. losses. Surely not. They probably, they probably play, like, I don't know, North Carolina or – no, nah, probably later in the year. They probably play, like, Syracuse and they're going to get beat by them this week. And there's not a snowball's chance in the old camp showers that Wake Forest is going to stay in the top 25. Not a chance, dude. 
unless it's basketball. They've they, got about as much shot of staying in the top 25 as Cabin 1 had of beating Cabin 10 in Wiffle Ball. They were overmatched. You're basically just saying they're overmatched. Exactly, yeah. There's, But this doesn't make any sense. Like, So, last year, OU starts up the year 2-2. Two and two. We drop out of the top 25. Granted, we also did, we didn't lose to Georgia. We lost to Kansas State and Iowa State. But that Iowa State was decent last year. Iowa State was a yeah. Iowa State's good. They were they finished top ten, but then you got Clemson to beat South Carolina State. Beat, you can't even beat a team that runs the triple option by more than six points. Wait, maybe they don't run the triple option anymore, but it's still Georgia Tech, dude. They're trash. Megatron at walking the tri- through the they, door. They don't run the triple option anymore. Uh, I think they got a new coach and they run the spread, and oh, they're still wow. just, they're still just as shitty. But but then you play North Carolina State, get beat. Obviously, you've got Boston College going to get destroyed by them. I feel like because Boston College they beat they put it to Missouri. I think or they know they beat Missouri, but they're four zero. Still not ranked somehow. That's kind of. Uh, Interesting. I don't know. It's it's still Alabama's to lose, but this thing is wide open. Hundred percent. Yeah. I don't. If, if we if this was Baker or Kyler's senior year, I'd be feeling really really good. Oh, dude! If only, it really sucks that the way the timing worked out between all that. Like we should have won the national championship Baker's year, but having we, no, we should have win. I mean, I know we probably wouldn't have beat. We probably wouldn't have won the national championship, but. We we should have been there. We were up by three oh, yeah. touchdowns on Georgia. Yeah. But, like, so you've got the top ten. You've got Alabama. They're probably going to be in the playoff. Georgia, they're probably going to be in the playoff. Oregon, they're going to lose at some point. They they don't look like – I mean, they beat Ohio State, but Ohio State looks bad this year, even though they're, they're still three and one. Then, like, Oregon struggled to put away mediocre teams – um, and then you got Penn State. I mean, they've looked decent this year. They beat Wisconsin and and uh, Auburn, but again, it's Wisconsin and Auburn. Wisconsin's always overrated, and Auburn is always overrated. And plus, Penn State they they can never beat Michigan, and they can never beat Ohio State. So, what's the point of them being up high? You're, you know, they're not going to be in the in the top four come playoff time. You know, Iowa's not going to be the top four come playoff time. Uh, us, you don't know what's going to happen with us. Are we ever going to learn to score more than 17 points a game? Who knows? 16. Since, you're 16. You're giving us too much credit. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Are we going to Are we going to be able to score more than 10 consistently? Um, Cincinnati, I mean, yeah, you've got Desmond Ritter, but product of Louisville. Uh, but it's still Cincinnati. You struggled to put away – uh, Daniel's fighting Hoosiers. And then you've got the Hogs at number eight. Yeah, Arkansas's good. What happened? Well, see, you say they're good. Are we really sure Texas is good? They, like, Texas looked good against, uh, was it Texas Tech? Okay, our Bartlesville High School, my senior year, would have looked good against that Texas Tech team. Yeah, somehow we'll still be in a. Ten to seven shootout with Texas or a ten to seven <laughs> defensive battle with Texas Tech. <laughs> Defense and Texas Tech, two things that don't go together. When, and then, when, are, when are we clamoring for uh, Grinch and Link to trade places? 
you know, I don't know. I mean, if Link, Link just needs to focus on being the play caller. Link, Link and Riley's yeah. an offensive coordinator. He needs to have somebody He's be an a, offensive coordinator. Yeah. He needs to have somebody do his clock management. He needs to have somebody do his special team stuff. And then he can just – he can sit there, call plays, and then bitch at the refs whenever the refs get all screwy with us. But you've got them. You've got Notre Dame. They're frauds. Uh, you got Florida. Probably fraudulent. But they played Alabama close. So, you've got, you've got a bunch of teams that could make it, which makes – Makes the season more enjoyable. It's not you aren't yeah, going to see Alabama, OU, Clemson, and Ohio State the same four that it always is in the playoff. We're we're at least getting some diversity, diversity and inclusion. It's the name of the game in twenty twenty one. Well, let's now we'll kind of transition it to the NFL. And but what if I'm an NFL GM? There's not a single quarterback that I'm clamoring for in college football right now. No, absolutely not. I mean, the two that you had coming into the year were Spencer Rattler and Sam Howell. They both look like utter garbage. Mm -hmm. I mean, they don't look like you'd want to waste more than the third-round pick on them. I was Uh, wrong about Jalen. I didn't think Jalen would be an NFL quarterback. I didn't really think he'd start. He looked halfway decent. He he looked – yeah, yeah, he looks good. But against Dallas, Monday night, he he didn't look good. Now, I'll say Jalen will stick around in the league because of his athleticism. Now, I don't think he's a long-term solution at anybody's quarterback position, but he's a guy that I feel like could follow down like a a Fitz Magic path maybe. Or Total, two like, totally different quarterbacks there. Or like Josh McCown, not in the sense of like their abilities, but like they could be that kind of veteran guy that mentors a young quarterback. He's like they're a journeyman for a year. He goes to a team that's good, that that's got like a really good defense. He's got good players around him. He can he can keep the ship afloat while they have like a, while he grooms a guy. I don't see him being like the guy there. No, but he did have the quote of the season so far. Did you hear what he said after the game? No. Oh, uh, so after the game, he said, "When you take a deuce, you don't sit there and stare at it. You flush it and move on." I get in response to a question about how they what do they do from here. That and goes I, against everything you believe in, though, because you like to take a deuce and leave it. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially, like, <laughs> if you feel it coming out of your butthole and it's like you know it's just like a an absolute log, I want to sit there and admire that for a little bit. And if it's, a, if it's like, if, like one end of it is down underneath, like, the toilet curve and you know, like, there's a good couple inches past that little hole and you've got it sitting up on the shelf outside of the water, I want somebody to see that. That's some. That was art that I just created. Yeah, it's something special. It's it's a shame that that's just going to go in a sewer with a million other people's dumps. I know. That's it. Really is a shame. It doesn't uh, have a chance to stick out down there. Yeah, that's that's what I hate. But it just gets to swim around with all the the rats and everything else. But at least the rats get to admire it. But <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, I don't know. This podcast went off the rails fast. <laughs> but I guess we're going to talk about a little NFL a little bit. What's going on with your Chiefs, man? Oh, they—they. They, I don't think they're. I don't think they're that great. I mean, I'm not saying. I'm not saying we're bad, but it's just that our is, de- our defense isn't very good. Uh, but that's been the story of the Chiefs for a while. I just maybe it's the turnovers have gotten to a point where like the defense is just bad enough now, where like. 
they can't pick up the slack for the offense when there's turnovers. And so they can't overcome their mistakes like they have been in the past. That's it's, coming from it's something. But that's coming from a guy who's only watched one of the games. So Well we, was, we looked in our in our one win, we didn't look great against the Browns. So yeah, the, we could we very well could be sitting at 0-3. Yeah, how did the Browns blow that? Because they were up like 17 in that game, weren't they? Yeah, I watched the second half of that game and uh just seemed like the, the Chiefs offense did get going and they started to eventually kind of stop Chubb on the ground and then wow. Baker had a had a couple picks, one not his fault, then the one at the end of the game where he was going down. It was tough. I mean, none of them were bad picks, yeah. but they did have a couple turnovers there. I'm looking at like the all the division standings right now. There's a lot of bad teams in the NFL this year. Mm-hmm. Like like the AFC South, I mean, everybody knows they're trash. But the Texans, Jaguars, and Colts. Jaguars and Colts are 0-3, which I wouldn't expect the Colts to be 0-3 to start the year. Um, of course, I feel like the AFC West is pretty good from the top to the bottom. Um, but then you've got the NFC Least. They've got three teams under 500. NFC North, three teams under 500. NFC South, they're pretty good. They're They've got three teams that are above. And then the NFC West is really good this year. But the Seahawks, surprisingly, are one and two. Yeah, that's kind of a smoking mirror. They're a little bit better than that, which, yeah. is, which is the same with the – I mean, everybody knows that I, I don't – there's not a world where the Chiefs finish under 500, I don't think. No, but there's a – it just – it seems weird to me. The Seahawks should not be like, – I don't know. I, the Seahawks feel stuck to me, like – they don't draft well. They take they reach on all these guys year in and year out. They don't surround Russell Wilson with a good O line or a good defense anymore. Like they they struck gold whenever they had all these guys and repeat Carroll first started that were like late round picks that ended up turned into like NFL like all pros. And now they just don't have any of those guys anymore. Yeah, it's I, I don't really know. I, it's only we're only three games in. I mean, everybody. The first game, everybody thought the Packers were going to be terrible, and now everybody's talking about how good the Packers are. So yeah, yeah, screw the Packers. <laughs> don't say that about Trey Stump's team. <laughs> Posting his drive by drive updates on Facebook. Don't don't put that evil on me. <laughs> um, but yeah, another news like Sam, Sammy D, Sam Darnold. He's a uh, he seems to be benefiting from the the post Adam Gase curse. Yeah, yeah, I, I he's he's had a good year. Um, I want to let you talk for a minute, changing gear, switching gears a little bit. Why don't you take a little victory lap? Your Broncos are three and zero. What can I say? I mean, granted, I'll take a victory lap. And pump the brakes at the same time. It feels great to. They're, they've been three, you know, pretty bad teams. Yes, I, I, I want to preface by saying we've played Danny Dimes, Zach Wilson, who was a bust the moment he got drafted, and Trevor Lawrence, who, God help you, kid. But you need a you need a new coach, um, and just to not be in Jacksonville. But, but yeah, it feels good to be three and zero. This is the first time. Like we hadn't had a win in September under Vic Fangio since uh, when was that? No, we have. This is the first time we've ever had a win in September under Vic Fangio since he's been a head coach. 
And now and you got three. And we went undefeated in September. Wow. Now, granted, we've got a pretty grueling stretch coming up. We've got the Ravens this week. Uh, then we've got the Steelers next week, which yeah, who knows about the we could probably win that game. I'm going to be Roth- at the Ben Roethlisberger's garbage. Me and old Steve are going to be at that game, so that'll be that'll be a fun game. Then we've got the Raiders and Browns after that. So these next four games are going to be pretty telling as to where we are as a team. If we can if we can go two and two in that stretch, we'll be all right. Everybody like, laughed at me when I was when I was talking up Gruden. Gruden's three and zero. They're doing all right. Now I will I will say about the Grud the Grudmeister, uh, the teams they've played. Granted, they beat the Ravens. They beat, and that was a that was a wild game. I feel like they might they kind of got lucky in that game. Just given that they they had Lamar turn it over in overtime, but then barely. What's head scratching is you beat the Ravens, but then turn around and barely beat the Dolphins in in overtime. Like it took you a last minute field goal to win that. Yeah, I mean, with Jacoby Brisket as their quarterback, and then the Steelers they beat them. So the, two of their three wins are good. The Ravens yeah. are a great win. The Steelers oh, yeah. are a, are a good win, and then an ugly win. But yeah. it's not. I mean, that's. That's kind of how the NFL goes. Anybody can really beat anybody. Uh, that is true. But <clears throat> we want to get into a little bit of fantasy talk. Yeah, I guess. Um, I guess we we don't really have a, a coach to bring on for coach's corner, but this will be the time where we plug the the coach's corner sponsor. So here you go, Zach. Coach's Corner is brought to you by E78 Fitness Performance. Whether you're Tyree Kill and you're just trying to shave that extra tenth off your 40 time, maybe you're Josh Giddy and you just need to bulk up so you're out of the NBA in six months. Thanks, Presty. Or maybe you're Jody Brown and you're just trying to shed that beer gut and gain a little extra speed that'll give you what you need to chase down Garrick with an axe. Whatever your fitness needs are, Zach and E78 have you covered. At $40 a session or 12 prepaid sessions for $400, you're not going to find a better personal training program. It's better suited for you. Zach is certified as the best in the business, and he's got the football's finest seal of approval. Contact him today for more details for all your fitness needs. But anyways, I guess, uh, who do you want to start off with on fantasy? We want to... What do you mean? Oh, I got a – I will say, so for my fantasy team this year, my last pick in the draft was Alexander Madison. And I did that just because I knew Dalvin Cook wasn't going to play all year. He, he was going to get hurt, going to get banged up, and they could miss some time. Put Alexander Madison in, wins me the game this week. So, that's another – Great success. Great success. <laughs> but uh, looking at the standings – I feel like the the league's pretty well balanced this year for the most part. I mean, now I, it pains me to say Scott does have a very good team. He's the team to beat right now for sure, yeah. and it's not with smoking mirrors. He's he has the most points for. He's he also has the most points against. By most a long points shot. against, and that and so he is two and one, and is underwater in points for and against. Yeah. That is insane. It's crazy because he's going off and everybody's going off against him. So, 
that is insane. He is what is it? He's fifty nine points against ahead of the next closest person, which is Zach, who coincidentally is the second in points for. So yeah, so Zach's got a pretty good team, but rest in peace to your boy C Mac. I don't know how long he's gonna be out for. No, can we agree that Garrick has the worst team and may, might be headed for the punishment? Oh, by far. I wish that the dump was still instituted so that we could poop all over his hands. Yeah, it's, come on. We should have hung on one more year with that punishment because that's the person we wanted to see get it. Yes. More than what, anything. More than any. More than anything. And then the close second was Robert, who's sitting in second to last right now. Let's not talk about who's in eighth place right now. <laughs> but it's pretty bunched up at one and two down there. So, oh yeah, it's, and then uh, there's guys at two and one. So, I mean, you could have a great somebody has a great week who's one and two. They could vault all the way into the top five almost. Oh yeah, hold on. You know how we were given we give people trash about how many waiver claims they make. Caleb, yeah. it it's three weeks into the season. You already have seven waiver claims. How is that yeah. possible? Are you dropping a kicker and a defense every week? Yes, he is. He is. He's not staying with the same kicker. I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah. Well, now he's still Carlson was good for him, so I think he's keeping Carlson around. But yeah, he is getting. Uh, I get a defense every week. He's got. Well, he needs to rethink it this week because he's got the Broncos D, who has a great defense, though. But I don't know against the Ravens. Yeah, that's that's a tough one, especially the, uh, the Broncos this year. They're starting to force quite a bit of turnovers. I think they've had two in all three of their games. And Lamar but, will give you some turnovers. Yes, he will fumble the ball. But he's also liable to run for 75 on the first play. That is facts. Especially against a, an aggressive defense like the Broncos. They're gonna, they're more than likely going to get burned on a 50 or 60 yard run by Lamar. Everybody, that's once a week that he oh, does yeah. that. So, I don't know, but yeah, I'm sure. Surely he hasn't dropped the he hasn't dropped the Broncos each week. Surely he drafted them. But yeah, I don't see how Daniel Carlson definitely hasn't been on his team more than two days. No, he started him against me and he cleaned up. He had like really he had double digits. I know. So all the complaining that he does about kickers and his kicker <laughs> went off. So <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um. I think. We've got a – I just want to – we should throw – I don't know if we've done it yet, but uh, we should throw out the appreciation for Clay's name this week. It's always – he always brings oh. the Easton yeah, Diggs. Yeah, what, what, what is that? Easton Diggs, Fat Chicks. What's been my track record with Fat Chicks, Clay? Where'd that come from? <laughs> I want to know what – I want to hear – when you hear this, I want you to tell me in the group chat what – where where that came from. Is it just an insult? You think I have no game? <laughs> That's probably true. Who knows? Maybe he has like insider info, and you're who is uh who is Zach's friend that was like super in shape but loved loved his his fat mamas. Oh, Matt Patrick. Matt Patrick. Maybe maybe he's got inside info that you're a Matt Patrick type. He thinks that I'm secretly running around with fat chicks. <laughs> oh man, who knows? Maybe maybe you do it to boost your self esteem. You don't know. I don't. I don't want to hear. You know what? There, there's some <laughs> benefits. 
<laughs> I want to have, there's times where I want to have some shade in the summertime. I want to have something to <laughs> snuggle up to in the wintertime. There's benefits to chubby girls. I don't, I mean, I, they, obviously yeah, they keep you bit, warm. You, yeah, you don't want to walk around in public and show them off, but you know, <laughs> privately, it's like, this kind of nice to snuggle up to. So I don't, <laughs> I'm expecting a big week from, from Bishop Sycamore this week. Why not? I'll embrace the fat chick line. Caleb okay. embraced Caleb embraced his ethnic name, so I'll embrace his, his the fat chocolate chick. mamas. Yeah, I'll embrace the fat All chick right. line. Why not, Clay? But well, one thing we really need to do, we've got to get rid of the team Osage is back name. I'm, They've been I'm back tired for three years. Yes, I'm tired of it. Yes, we know. You don't have to remind us for three years that you used to have the name. The I stuck my PP in Marcy. We get it. You're you're it, trying to erase that from your memory, but it's still never going to get erased because last week Clay had your Clay had your number. I don't remember what his name was, but it was something about oh yeah, I forgot. Marcy made Sean Chubb. That's what it was. Yeah, it's still not the worst team in the league. Team Johnson, still no no creativity in that. <laughs> None. Been Team Johnson since this was since this was a four team playoff format. No PPR. Oh, don't get me started on that format. The, the two week, the two week playoff format at that. I'd be, I'd probably be a two time champion if we had started off in PPR. Yeah, who made that format? I mean, that was that was back before we were fantasy gurus. Mm. Look, mom, uh, we made it. We're doing a podcast on fantasy football now. We are that that ten people listen to. So, thank. Well, that's not a shout joke. shout out to all ten of you. But anyways. Little plug to I'll get some or, I'll get some chubby women to listen to the podcast. Oh, apparently, Clay, yeah. if Clay would prefer me to get some fat girls, I'll get some fat girls to listen to it. Hey, Clay needs to focus on getting us his merch before he's focusing on anything else. You know what? You know what, Clay? I'll give you a line from a great head coach one time that said, "Sometimes players are worried about their fat little girlfriends and what their fat little girlfriends have to say." And I'm willing this week to go to some pretty extreme measures to get through to these players. But <laughs> some people might be inconvenienced. And if that so happens to be their fat little girlfriends, and so be it. <laughs> Mike Leach. Oh, you cannot beat Mike Leach. You, have you heard the Mike Leach speech where he's in the locker room and he's mad? And he goes, F me, F you, and <laughs> yeah. F everybody. I actually saw that video this weekend. I was <laughs> Me and my dad were driving back from uh, – from where we were hunting at and driving into Denver. I saw that on Twitter. I watched it about five times. <laughs> I love that. Oh, awesome. That's a great, that's a great locker room speech. That pretty much encompasses a bad game. F me, F you, and F everybody. <laughs> Sometimes I wish like after the, like my junior year, your sophomore year in high school, after a bad game, because we had that stupid 13 and 0 bullshit that, the, that senior <laughs> class Caleb pulled, Hood. yeah. That senior class pulled at the the pep rally or whatever it was, the block party, I think. And then we go out and we're five hundred all year, barely squeak into the playoffs and get. We finish at five. We were talking thirteen and zero. Finished at five and six, and had to had to go on to to Lawton and get skull drug by them. Well, we I take that back. We didn't get, I wouldn't say we got skull drug. Not in the first half. We were up at halftime. And then but, it was cold, and everybody pretty much said, F you, F me, and F everybody. F this. We don't want to play Booker T next week. It would have gotten worse. Actually, wait. We played – I think we were going to play Bixby the next week, so it would have been even worse. 
We know but, what that's like. Yeah. Yeah, we did, we we felt that pretty hard the next year. Probably the last Bartlesville team to ever beat Bixby, especially moving to six A one. Looking back on it, it was pretty impressive that we actually won that game. Given that fifty we were, to fifty to thirty three, I think. Yeah, I mean, we put it to them, especially being down eighteen at half or whatever it was. You you finished off the game with a sack that ended the game, and and on the ground you dry hump Tanner Griffin. <laughs> yeah, he deserved that. What a pitch. <laughs> I, I just remember you you clearly were driving your hips on him once once he was on the ground. <laughs> you were hey. gonna make him you were gonna make him take it after he took it. Hey, you gotta pad those stats one way or the other. <laughs> it 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 shows up on your highlights. There's no time on the clock, so it doesn't it doesn't show up that it was a garbage time sack. It was still a sack. It was, I mean, it was it was good to, to go ahead and end it, but I saw it ticked oh, yeah. across the bottom of ESPN. It said DN Seth Hindergart humps Tanner Griffin to end <laughs> to pull off a great upset. Uh, didn't he go play baseball somewhere or was had it may have been like OSU or something? Uh, like half that team went and played at baseball at OSU, mm-hmm. and then the other half was in jail because they couldn't stop doing drugs. Roller, yeah, lost his scholarship to OSU and had to go to Missouri Southern State. And I don't think he stayed there the whole time. Nah. Well, he was going to go to, like, I'm pretty sure he was going to go to, like, OSU to wrestle. And then they pulled okay. a scholarship. And then. Because the only thing he could have done football-wise at OSU was play fullback. Yeah. And I guess they, they use their, like, they call it their stupid-ass cowboy back. But there there's, if he would have tried to play halfback in D1 football, he would have gotten his knees blown the heck out oh like they already were in high school but because they were doing it high school players were blowing his knees out everybody that wasn't my size would literally just go low on him and we blew out nick roller's knees and you blew out tanner griffin's back (laughs) (laughs) oh man uh we digress we digress. Yeah, this, this podcast has gone off many tangents. I, I was going to say something back on the Mike Leach thing. The state of Mississippi has some real gems for football coaches. Like, Lane Kiffin? Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach. How, as a state, like, just imagine being like a news anchor, getting like for just a local news station, you get to be in Jackson, Mississippi doing the news, and you get to cover both those teams. Like, that'd be a dream. You get, you get content for days. And, You'll never have a dull moment. You have Lane Kiffin, who's cocky and arrogant and funny, and you have Mike Leach, who's just insane. Yeah. It's the best of both worlds. Well, do you have anything else? Well, I mean, I guess we can talk a little bit about fantasy football players. I don't really have anything prepared. But I guess, who would you say through like three weeks is just like the, the bust of the year? Like three weeks, you're just not getting good vibes from them. Uh, it's mm. I don't know. I'm sure somebody. Do you have somebody ready? That's what I'm looking through right now. There's, I mean, there's got to be somebody like this is disappointed, like not because of injury, just because they're trash. I guess you could. Playing. I guess you could maybe say like DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, yeah, you could say him. Maybe uh, I don't know. I have one. Go for it. 
who I thought was really good and hasn't been very good, Jonathan Taylor of the Colts. Uh, how many points has he been putting up? I haven't even paid attention. He's got uh, – I'm. let me make sure I'm right. Okay. He started out the first week he had 17, but the last two weeks, six and seven. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's getting, not going to get getting, enough. He's getting 15 carries a pop. I mean, it's – Yeah. Oh, I've got one. Robert Woods. And his uh, – his production this year has made people question. He only throws to Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby now. Could be. Could definitely be racist. Racist. Let's look into that. Let's see, because Robert Woods, week one. Where's your points at, homie? He has – oh, sorry. Week one, he has three receptions for 27 yards and a touchdown. So, he's got – Five. He's got eleven points week one. Week two, he has five catches for sixty-four yards, so eleven points. Week three, he has six points. So, considering Robert Woods was he was pretty good last year, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that he was like a wide receiver one, but I mean he was a guy that people had expectations on. And here's and here's Cooper Cup this year lighting it up, but Robert Woods is trash. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there time will tell a little bit, but yeah. Like I said, it's still early, but uh, I'm just gonna go. Let's go to Team Johnson. I bet it's been disappointing. I was just looking at Team Johnson. He doesn't even have a defense on the roster. <laughs> So he's he, gonna be looking to get somebody, I would hope. He he dropped his defense to get Kenneth Gainwell and Hunter Renfro. Did he really? He dropped his defense to get two position players? That's what it appears to be. I'm not I don't wanna make assumptions, but I'm gonna assume that he picked up Kenneth Gainwell this week. He definitely didn't drop his defense to get a defense like most people do. No. Oh, there he added Kenneth Gainwell Sunday the nineteenth. So he's been on his team for a week. So his defense, he definitely dropped to pick up Hunter Renfro. You're on to something, though, because his he's not even starting DeAndre Hopkins. I, I know he's been a bust, but I don't know how you don't start him. Yeah. It, he, he's got him wasting away on the bench. I, apparently, I think, apparently uh, Sterling Shepard's better than DeAndre Hopkins. Apparently. I do think that DeAndre Hopkins, maybe last week, was, that he was questionable. And granted, he only put up five points last week, so it's not like it would have made a difference. I think I beat him. I beat Garrick by like 17, I think. So having having uh, DeAndre Hopkins in probably would actually hurt him, especially given that uh, I think both his receivers that he started and Cordero Patterson scored more than DeAndre Hopkins this year, but still. Yeah, that's true. But Garrick's just not a good fantasy owner. I'm, no, I'm, he's it's not. About, his his it, running backs are utter trash. Trash. James Robinson and Mike Davis. What are we doing, dude? You're starting two running backs on the same team, him and Cordero Patterson. I'm trying to figure out where he's sacrificed because his receivers aren't great. No, like, I mean. So who was he drafting? 
So he drafted Patrick Mahomes oh, first. Butker, I forgot. He could have had a starter. He could have had a flex guy and drafted Butker. He drafted Hakeem Butker. Uh, let's see. So I know his first pick was Patrick Mahomes. His second pick was probably DeAndre Hopkins. And then James Robinson. Then he probably picked – he probably picked Allen Robinson next. And then maybe Mark Andrews or somewhere in between there. So he's got a good tight end, but old Marky Mark. But Mike Davis, bleh. Cordell Patterson, bleh. Sterling Shepard, yeah, he wouldn't start. He's he's a flex consideration, but that's about it. Mark Andrews has been okay. Yeah, he hasn't had a bang-up year, but he hasn't been bad. Defense, empty. Never heard of that defense, but they're not going to get you many points. They're not going to uh, lose points. No, that's true. I had a I had a guy in one of my in my work league. Granted, we're in a fourteen team league, so yeah, you're you're a little more yeah, dude. It's, Luckily, I'm I'm in third place in that league, so feeling pretty good about that team. Who but are there you was, starting, Boston Scott? No, dude. So I'll, go, 14 I'll, point, 14 I'll go through point. my team real quick. I've got a I've got a pretty good team actually. I uh, put up one. I put up one hundred forty one points. This is a PPR. I have Tom Brady as my quarterback, and I drafted him in like the sixth round. I think I waited till I I waited to draft him till I had my receivers and running backs filled, and maybe my tight end even. Um, but Tom Brady, my quarterback is my running backs are Saquon and Najee Harris. So okay. Saquon's been a little disappointing to start the year, but he finally had a good week last year. Last week, my receivers are Ceedee Lamb and Cortland Sutton. Uh. Dallas Goddard's my tight end. That's my weak spot. I've got Austin Hooper on my bench, but there's no benefit from starting either of them. They're both a crapshoot each week. Um, my flex is DeAndre Swift. That's what I did. I drafted I drafted three running backs to start the league. Or, what did I? No, I, so here's what I did. I drafted Saquon. Then the next round I drafted Najee. Drafted CeeDee Lamb. Then DeAndre Swift. Then Cortland Sutton and then Tom Brady. So I was able to get Tom Brady in the sixth round. That's uh, nice. Yeah, I've got DeAndre Swift is the number three back all like right now. And he he averages like five catches a game. So like he's not great at a, like running the ball, but out of the backfield he's a nightmare. So and then my bench I've got Corey Davis, Jarvis Landry, who's on my IR right now. Uh, I've got Naheem Hines, who he's been solid all year. And then uh, Austin Hooper and Teddy Bridgewater and Rondale Moore. So. Okay. I've got actually – let me check. Um, a frisky team. Yeah, they're not too bad. They're – especially – I'll take 141.7 points in a – in a fantasy team, in a fantasy league that's 14 players. Like, I'm tied for – I'm actually tied for second right now. Um, I've got the – yeah, I've got the fourth most points for. I've got 390 points for, which that honestly might be more than what I have in our league. If you can believe that. With four more teams. 390 – and then 
Yeah, I've got seven more points for this season in my fourteen team league than I do in my in my four team league. Jeez. I don't know if I told you in uh in this league we had a guy that his power went out while he was trying to draft because there was a huge storm that was going through. He had queued a bunch of people up. Well, all the people he had queued up were gone except for the last one. And he queued up Justin Tucker and picked Justin Tucker in the third round. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Garrick. Uh, I know. Garrick reached for a kicker that is 18th in his position. He is the 18th ranked kicker. That was worth the reach. Yeah, that's not good, Garrick. You never know with kickers. I know they're on a team with a good offense, but you just never know. I mean, yeah, you never do. That's kind of why people wait to take them till one of their last picks. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but anyway, I guess we've only got like five minutes before this cuts us off. But I will leave us with this story. So I was traveling back from Denver. I was on a plane, and I was so I was sitting there, and they were literally like the passengers stopped trickling in. I was like, oh, sweet. There's not going to be anybody sitting in my row. I was I was in the aisle seat, and there were the middle seat and the window seat were empty. And then this last this couple comes on. They have two like chihuahuas, Ugh. and I look at it and I say, "You've got to be kidding me!" They get up, and they're like, "Yeah, I think uh, I think we're sitting in this room." And they're like, "Okay, fine." I got up, and I was pissed to begin with, and their dogs are yapping and won't stop yapping, and. Uh, and then the lady's like, we have seat F and E. And I was like, uh, she was like, I think this seat's mine. And she was pointing at the one that I was sitting in. I was like, no, I'm pretty sure that seat's mine. And she's like, no, this is what our ticket says. And she's showing me the ticket. And I'm like, yeah, I know how to read. That's my seat. And she went and got the flight attendant because she didn't believe me that I was in the wrong, that I was in the right seat. Whenever on top of the little reader thing it has like, as a little person to signify that's where the aisle is, uh-huh. and as the DEF to show D is right next to the aisle. I was DT, DT is was she DTF though? That's the question. Uh, I got it. Looked like you know, uh, Aaron Holcomb. Oh, you know, not no, 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 you know, his uh, the oldest brother and then the oldest sister. That okay. is what those two looked like, the 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 married couple. So even if they were DTF, hard pass. And yeah, you didn't you didn't want to join that three way. No, but the, the lady was annoying as I could. I'll get out, and uh, yeah, she she had yappy dogs, and then on top of that, she takes her fucking shoe off, in the her shoes off in the middle of the flight and sticks them in the in the little like pouch in the seat in front of me and it's like what are we doing if you have flip-flops that's one thing but you're in tennis shoes those things stink oh we yeah you didn't want did you smell them luckily i didn't because my nose was so cauterized from uh being in a high altitude all week i woke up with like crusty boogers that were bloody all week so so i couldn't i I couldn't boogers i know i couldn't smell anything but it was still like just the principle of it don't take your shoes off on an airplane. Exactly. Disrespectful. Yeah, yeah she was the worst. Um, anyways, I got out of there as quick as possible. I was out of there like Garrett getting asked to climb the mountain with uh, with Lacey. Yeah, I think he, he said no because he didn't want to embarrass himself, but I'm pretty sure that he went back in for that later. Oh, I'm sure he did. 
But, uh, do you have anything else? No, that's all I think. I don't have any any other uh, exciting stories. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Any anything exciting happening in in the world of Norman? Not uh, I do. I only have two minutes. See if you can get it out. You got a minute and three seconds. Okay, so I, I was I was walking through Logies uh, last Saturday night after the game. And I feel somebody grab my bohonkus. <laughs> and I had seen uh, my friend Drew Garrett and Tyler Gillette. I had seen them there earlier. So I just assumed they had gotten up behind me and it yeah. grabbed, my, grabbed my my backside. I turn around and it's this girl. Oh, was she a thought? She was, she was smoking. But when I turned around, it looked like that she thought that I was somebody else. Oh, that's heartbreaking. So I basically got molested. I should have reported it. You should have. But, but I, was hope, she, I was hoping she did it on purpose. Had she been trying to come onto you, that would have been a slide right in there, big dog. Yeah, yeah, we would have we would have taken it to the restroom. <laughs> Sorry, wait, Dad. I know have, my dad listens to this. I apologize. You'd have to wait in line. Yeah, you'd have to wait in line. Oh, also, yeah, Scott. Sorry about all the f bombs today. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll we'll get that cleaned up next time. But I'm not. I'm too lazy to go back and bleep you today. So. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, well, it was. Uh, I guess we'll wrap it up on that note. Uh, episode five is in the books. Uh, we look forward to gracing your ears next week. Uh, I'm sure we'll have a a great show. Maybe we can get Scott on or something. That'd be good. Just trash the ultimate coach. Thanks to our sponsors. Yes. We appreciate it. E78 and WTH Cattle Co. Well, uh, we look forward to seeing you all next time. Good to talk to you, Sam. Yeah, say a big dog. With that, we will wrap up episode five of season three of Football's Finest with Easton and Seth. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the content. As always, we try to produce content the fans want to hear. Uh, we feel like we did, and we'll just continue to do that. Uh, next week, we hope to have a special guest on the show, but we'll uh, determine that later. Um, until next week. Hope you guys are staying safe as always. Don't add to the population. Don't subtract from the population and don't wind up in jail. Nibbling on sponge cake Watching the sun bake All of those tourists covered in oil Drumming my six string on my front porch swing. Smell those shrimp, hey, they're beginning to boil. Wasted away again in Margaritaville. Searching for my lost shaker of salt. Some people claim that there's a woman to blame, but I know it's nobody's fault.